The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. The second preseason matchup of the year saw our beloved Chicago Bears host the Jacksonville Jaguars on a special edition of Monday Night Football at Soldier Field on Thursday night. Did the defense build on their solid performance or did they fall back into old patterns? All of this and so much more on the preseason week two review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Two preseason games down, two to go before we kick the season off. Three weeks from today on September 7th when the Buffalo Bills come into town to play our beloved Chicago Bears. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week two, the preseason week two review episode of the Chicago Bears review was a uh, nationally televised game for our beloved on uh, Thursday night on a uh, on monday night football the season premiere uh if you will uh it was um it wasn't very good for us let's just be honest and and then just throw that out there uh immediately um with it with you know it was troubling defense and special teams struggled throughout most of the evening um especially in the beginning of the football game that's for sure defense and special teams uh, contributed to the fact that our offense only ran five plays in the first quarter. Uh, I don't know what the numbers were exactly as far as what time of possession was, but I would wager that it was heavily, you know, 12 or 13 minutes for Jacksonville and anywhere from, you know, I, I would say two minutes would be pushing it for our offense uh, in the first quarter. We we did a three and out on our first offensive drive and then we ran two plays, uh, uh, you know, at the start of a drive before ending the first quarter. Uh, it was all Jacksonville in the first quarter, 13 to nothing uh, after one quarter of play. And the aftermath of what took place on, on Thursday night uh, led to a pretty interesting headline over the weekend for the Bears. And that is that... Um, I think that they may have signed the guy who's going to be, or at least right now, you'd have to think would be the front runner to be the number three wide receiver uh, on the field uh, with Marquise Wilson out. Uh, Eric Weems, uh, not only did he not play well at the wide receiver position, he was terrible on returns on Thursday night. He even had a fumble at one point that put the defense right back out on the field, gave Jacksonville a short field uh uh, and everything it was it was not a good night for him and it ended up costing him his job because the Bears signed Santonio Holmes who they worked out uh, last week after or two weeks ago maybe what a week week and a half something like that when when Marquise Wilson got hurt Santonio Holmes came to Bourbonnet for a tryout they didn't sign him right away they ended up signing um, that wide receiver uh, heard uh, to kind of fill out the roster 
but after a second week of a lackluster performance from Eric Weems and then backing that up by not doing well in the return game, Eric Weems has been cut, so he's gone now. Uh, so this was a guy that um, had to take a pay cut to stay with the Bears uh, in 2014, and he doesn't make it past, uh, doesn't even make it to the third uh, preseason game. Santonio Holmes has been signed to a one-year deal uh, with the Bears, and you you know just on his pedigree alone, uh, an All-Pro receiver, uh, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl 43 with the the Steelers and the Cardinals, he owned that last drive that that won the game for Pittsburgh in that game. You'd have to think that that gives him. Uh, the front runner, he makes him the front runner for the number three spot. Him and I think Josh Morgan uh, will be your leading candidates for that. Or, God forbid, when we run a four wide receiver set, Santonio Holmes, Josh Morgan will be those four receivers along with Jeffrey and uh, Marshall uh, in the in that uh, in that game. Uh, other bad news coming out of that game: the star of last week's game uh, in Phil- uh, against Philadelphia. Uh, Zach Miller, the tight end, who was vying for uh, some playing time and was, you know, after the first game at least, the lead candidate to be the number two tight end on the field, at least uh, in passing situations. I don't know how good his blocking was, but he impressed a lot of people last week against Philadelphia, injured his foot. Um, They never showed him being carted off, but I saw it all over Twitter. I mean, every... Uh, beat writer that was at the game I followed them all on Twitter they were all saying Zach Miller was being carted off the field with a foot injury foot injury foot injury we find out he tore ligaments in his foot it's a it's one of those Liz Frank injuries that requires a lot of rehab time he's done for the year so he's been placed on injured reserve he is done for the year and I think the Bears may have even uh, waived him at the same time uh, as a uh, you know with an injury settlement uh, and, and so on so the promise that was after the Philadelphia game is no more after the Jacksonville game, unfortunately, and uh, he won't be able to carry that into the regular season to see how well he can do there. Unfortunately, this is a guy that's been plagued by injuries at least the last couple of years uh, in his career. Uh, when I found out about the injury, I I, um, I you know shared the the column on Facebook saying I hope the Bears give him a chance again next year because. Uh, I thought he was pretty good in the uh, the short amount of time that we got to see him. Uh, any other headlines uh, for the football game? Uh, the only interesting thing, well, not so much interesting, but uh, our first-round pick, Kyle Fuller, left the game with an ankle injury. Uh, it was minor. They had x-rays, MRIs negative, no high ankle sprain or anything like that. Just the Just an ankle sprain. I think they listed him as day-to-day, so he may or may not play this Friday against Seattle, which is going to be huge. The quote-unquote dress rehearsal game on the road against the world champions in Seattle. That's uh, going to be a good test uh, for our football team. So interesting to, interested to see how our offense does against that, uh, that vaunted uh, Seattle defense and to see how our defense responds to that poor performance that they gave against jacksonville so let's go ahead uh, now that we got our little headlines and things out of the way dive in uh, and get a little bit more in depth with the week two preseason review of the bears and the jaguars on monday slash thursday night football
very excited about that second preseason game going into it. Uh, Martellus Bennett's suspension was lifted, so he was going to play. Uh, Jared Allen was back in practice after the birth of his uh, at the birth of a new child, so he was playing on on Thursday night. That you know, I was looking forward to seeing those guys uh, get their first action. See Jared Allen in a bear uniform. Uh, There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Uh, and, and everything, and uh, you know, just to see the Bears, uh, the starters get a little bit more playing time uh, in that second preseason game, uh, as opposed to the kind of one and done, you know, mentality in the in the first preseason game uh, that they had against uh, Philadelphia, and as I alluded to earlier, it was not good. It wasn't good at all. Actually, um, extremely disappointing. At the end of the first quarter, the Bears were down thirteen to nothing. Jacksonville had ten first downs. Our offense had zero zero first downs and I like I said I would wager that they had anywhere from 12 to 13 minutes time of possession in that first quarter uh it was not pretty not pretty at all and uh it was um it was discouraging to say the least and uh especially after you know like I said against the in in that Philadelphia uh, game review you hate to get excited after the first preseason game but it was just so different from what we had to sit through last season well they put us back through it all over again against Jacksonville not to mention it sucked that it was happening against Jacksonville who was the worst offense in football last year most you know least like four, twelve, thirteen 13 points a game last year the the least amount of yards gained in a, you know by a football team last year it was just you know the absolute worst most benign offense in football diced our defense up in the first quarter uh you know when you when you can go when you can watch a football game and say something like man chad henney looks really good that's bad that is very very bad this is a guy that's been you know had to go to jacksonville to find a chance to play uh, in the NFL, that's not good, at least not recently. 
anyway you know i have fond memories of what used to be when it comes to the jaguars that is no more this is not a perennial playoff team like it was when coughlin was the head coach down there that's not how they do it anymore in jacksonville but it's it's been it's been it was disappointing to to watch the game uh whether it was running the football or throwing the football the first couple of drives were you know pretty much up and down the field uh for the jaguars uh the first one you know nine plays 41 yards resulted in a field goal uh the second one was 12 plays 75 yards uh, and another field goal so the, the bears were holding firm in the in the um in the red zone they weren't letting the you know the jaguars penetrate and put touchdowns on the board well that was until eric weems came out after the jaguars went up six nothing eric weems comes out looks like he might have a decent return ball gets stripped jacksonville recovers and this was the most bittersweet thing in the game for me um right after the defense has to go right back out there because after the field goal our offense goes threes and three and out puts the defense right back out on the field another you know a 12 play you know five minute uh, drive 75 yards and so on keeping the defense out there some more the defense holds gives up a field goal the offense doesn't even get a chance has to go right back out there uh, the defense has to go right back out there and the defense did an outstanding job on that third drive. They did a great job. They sacked Henny twice. They were stuffing the run. They were really getting after. I mean, they, they responded well to having their backs up against the wall. It showed promise for sure. Uh, showed, you know, they responded really well to having their backs against the wall on that short field after the turnover, having to go right back out there. And then on third down, and this is going to be a problem throughout the season, but a bogus, bogus illegal hands or legal contact penalty called on Ryan Mundy after the Bears held on third down, so they were going to either force another field goal attempt or maybe even have him punting into a short field. It extends the drive, and the defense fell apart after that. But it was one of those flags that you're seeing more and more of at least here in the preseason, that the, the NFL is really cracking down on defensive backs having contact with the receiver past that five-yard barrier. And it wasn't enough to distract him from catching the football, but it was what the referees I've been eyeing for, and they threw the penalty on Monday. It extended the drive, and then we got the defense from there that we saw in the first two drives that was basically a swinging gate letting jacksonville do whatever they wanted resulted in a touchdown uh, pass from henny to marquise lee with less than a minute to go in the first quarter we've run three offensive plays and the bears are down 13 to nothing to the jacksonville jaguars after we got the uh, the the football back we ran two plays to end the first quarter and the only drive of the game, essentially, with the starters uh, in there was a 12-play, 85-yard drive that ended with a Marshall uh, Cutler to Marshall touchdown pass to make it 13-7. to And this was, you know, this was disappointing for me. Because number, number one, it's, 
<clears throat> it's the second preseason game you expect the starters to play into the second quarter. Well, under the circumstances, you'd expect them to play a little bit deeper into the second quarter considering that they virtually didn't play at all in the first quarter. But the after that 10-play 85-yard uh, drive uh, for the Bears took just over five minutes off the clock Cutler and Marshall and Forte and all those guys were done. Now, the starting offensive line stayed out there for another series or two, but the skill players were all gone. In comes Jimmy Clausen, in comes, you know, all the second-tier second, uh, second -tier guys uh, and such, and that was it for the starting offense. So we have to wait till Friday night to see Cutler and Marshall and Forte and all those guys back in action against the Seahawks. So, you know, that was disappointing on that end, and very disappointing to see how the starters played on defense you know like that third drive like i said very bittersweet because they played awesome on that third drive where they sacked chad henny twice they were stuffing runs in the backfield and everything then that bogus penalty led to the defense reverting back to the way it was on those first two drives where the jaguars did whatever they wanted and they finally punched it in for a touchdown to uh to make the the lead 13 points so the rest of the game, basically the, the story of the rest of the game showed that the Bears are a better football team from the first man to the last man uh, because the Jags only scored, what, three points after the starters left the game? Six points. They scored six. They had a 13 to nothing, 13 to seven uh, advantage when the starters were in the football game, but uh, only scored six points the rest of the way out. In the fourth quarter, uh, Jordan Palmer, who was our quarterback in the fourth quarter, uh, led two touchdown drives that won us the game 20-19. to 19. So despite the somber tone as to, you know, the way the game was going for the Bears or the way the game went for the Bears, they did win. They came from behind and won the game with less than a minute to go. Uh to go to two and zero so far in this uh, in this preseason, so but like I said, the Bears showed that they were a better team from top to bottom against the Jaguars, or at least a deeper team uh, than the Jaguars are. As our uh, our second and third units and came out and performed better, did well enough to win us the game. Uh, remember, at the end of the first quarter, the Jaguars had a ten to nothing first down advantage. It ended up being an advantage for the Bears, twenty-six to twenty-one, from the second quarter and beyond. So it was, um, you know, it was, you know, like I said, it just turns out that the we have a deeper team uh, than Jacksonville does, which I don't think anybody would be surprised uh, to hear that uh, at this point. So we won the game, like pretty much anyone would expect us to, but. As far as the starters are concerned, I mean, I, I don't have any doubt whatsoever that at the very least our offense would have been able to go out there and score the points to win us the game, especially with the first real drive that we had, the only real drive that we had on offense. Uh, our offense went out there, did what it wanted to do, and got the ball uh, in the end zone. The main discouraging point that I'm seeing so far from our offense is that we still – don't run the ball very well. Uh, it was odd, though. We, uh, against the, you know, in the with the first teamers out there for the second week in a row, 
Matt Forte left with a negative rushing total. He had four carries uh, for negative two yards on the night. But as, as I said before, the starting offensive line stayed in after the skill players went to the bench. And uh, Sean, it's either drone or drawn. I'm sure that I'll get it right one of these days. Uh, he's the leading candidate to be the number two uh, running back for the Bears uh, this year. Had three carries for 33 yards with the same offensive line. His first two runs were both for 10-plus yard first downs. Same offensive line that was blocking for Matt Forte. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Drawn is, is a better running back than than Forte. Maybe they were just calling plays better suited for Drawn than they were Forte. Who the hell knows? But, you know, it's weird that the same offensive line got way better results <laughs> after Forte uh, left the game. It's just one of those things. And uh, anybody who remembers when we had uh, Chester Taylor uh, on the team, how Forte would be able to go out there and run rough shot on the defense, and then same offensive line, same personnel, we bring Chester Taylor in there, and all of a sudden defenders are flying through the backfield and crushing Chester Taylor, making him look like a buster when he was with us. I don't think he got as fair a shake as he could have when he was with the Bears, but uh, that's kind of what we were looking at with Forte. When Forte's out there, defenders are flying all over. They're getting in there at the line of scrimmage or crushing him in the backfield. When Drawn was in the game, same offensive line, guys running through holes big enough for semi-trucks. So three carries for 33 yards, not bad, not bad at all. So, um, But that was the, the disappointing thing with our offense you know, we moved the football down the field. We got it into the end zone, but we had to do it through the air because the running game was non-existent. If we're going to beat teams like Seattle and San Francisco, especially, uh, you know, later in the year and such, and, uh, you know, to, to even beat teams like Green Bay and Detroit, keeping their offenses off the field, the running game is going to be paramount. We can't just fall into shootouts with these teams, especially with the defense. It's It's not showing that it's, at this point, not showing that we want it, that it is where we want it to be. Therefore, we're going to have to need, you know, the uh, good defense is going to be, you know, our best defense is going to be a good offense this year. Keeping the offense off the on the field, keeping, you know, their offense off of it at the same time. That's going to be the strategy, or at least that's what I'm looking at going into it uh, right now. So maybe we'll have a better look after they play Seattle and get a chance to settle down. Uh, another week of practice under their belts and so on to see how they do. But the defense is not looking good. The middle of the field is wide open, which means that our linebacker and safety problems are still an issue uh, at this point because uh, it, Jet, Chad Henney was able to eat us open, eat us up in the middle of the field, uh, whether it be with receivers on crossing routes, tight ends down the seam, that kind of thing. Those guys were always wide open. Uh, and it was the same thing last week against uh, Philadelphia. Even though we looked better, especially in the pass rush uh, against the Eagles, it, it, you know, when Nick Foles or Mark Sanchez did have the time, they were able to eat us up down the middle of the field where there apparently was nobody. Um, and I was texting a friend, uh, my best friend, during the game, and his comment was, Mel Tucker be out of a job by week four if we look like this in the regular season because he won't have the whole, you know, the team is injured and my best team isn't out there or, you know, it's like it's your system, your plays that are being called out there and we still look as terrible as we did last year. We got players that are better suited for your system and so on. 
we still look like the 32nd ranked defense in the NFL. That won't bode well for uh, Mel Tucker if the Bears continue to perform the way they do uh, on defense. So uh, it was very discouraging on that end against the worst offense in football from a year ago. We made them look like world beaters, and we still look like busters out there on defense uh, and everything else. So, like I said, we did show on that third possession for the Jaguars. We got after the quarterback, got in his face, even sacked him a couple of times, and then that bogus penalty extended the drive, and after that the defense was and into the end zone the Jaguars went. So um, let's see. Do we have anything else we want to look at here? So, yeah, another big thing was penalties. The Jaguars, uh, as you would expect a team with inferior talent to do, had trouble with penalties and that 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 helped the bears out especially towards the end of the game 14 penalties 141 yards in uh, penalty yardage the bears ended up winning the time of possession battle 32 minutes to 27 and change um and our leading passer of the game was jimmy clausen um that was about it uh jordan palmer six for nine 73 yards no touchdown passes. They were both runs that got into the end zone. Uh, one for Kadeem Carey, the other for Sonoris Perry uh, towards the end of the football game. Uh, Kadeem Carey was our leading rusher, 13 carries, 36 yards, so a 2.8-yard average. It's not very good, and it's not all his fault. The offensive line has not been very impressive. Um, I, You know, from the Jacksonville side of things, the big story for them was Blake Bortles. Uh, their number one draft pick, three, third overall in this year's draft, uh, leading passer in the game, 160 yards on 11 for 17, no touchdown passes. That one went to Henny, but Henny was 12 for 17. So those two quarterbacks combined were 23 of uh, 34 in the football game for uh, 290 yards and a touchdown uh, against the Bears in the first few quarters. Uh, of the uh, football game so i think that's about it so um let's see pat o'donnell was the punter he, the punting game yeah that was the other thing that's who i was looking at uh the, the who to watch for in the game uh, martellus bennett did end up making a catch or two in the game let's see martellus bennett yeah, one big catch for 25 yards. I remember that play. It was on the on the touchdown drive. Alshon and, and Marshall only had three catches between the two of them. Um, the, the punting game that was very bad uh, against the Eagles was, was much better. The, the punters together averaged 46 yards a punt. O'Donnell was the better of the two, uh, averaging nearly 49 yards a punt in his three punts he had a long of 57 but Tressway, who had a smaller average had a bigger uh who had a 54 yard punt uh in the game so overall punting was was a lot better kick coverage was better too no uh no long returns or touchdowns like they did uh against jacksonville but the return game was bad pretty much across the board uh, eric weems with the fumble that put the bears in a deep hole in the beginning of the game and otherwise did not look good uh returning uh, in the game so 
you know, other than that, the the positive is that the Bears were able to pull the game out and uh, and win it, so they're perfect in preseason so far this year. But uh, we'll put that one quickly behind us and move on to the 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 D game, the dress rehearsal game on Friday night at Seattle against the Seahawks. Looking forward to seeing how our first team units play against the World Champions in their building. So I mean, this is like the least desirable place in the nfl to play a game because of the 12th man the noise and all that kind of stuff so uh it's it's that all-important preseason game for the starters it's the first one or uh, the only game in the preseason that the teams actually game plan for because the starters will play the entire first half and maybe into the second half uh a little bit so uh not only is it important for the starters because they're playing a lot more but it's even more important for those reserve guys, guys looking to to earn jobs uh, and such, because the amount of playing time that they'll have to earn those jobs shrinks considerably uh, in this game. So, I mean, they'll have all the all the time they need on that uh, last Thursday game against the Browns. But uh, against in this game against the uh, the uh, Seahawks, the last game before they start making cuts, because that's coming up real soon. We're going to start cutting players and, uh, you know, they start making cuts when the reserves have the least amount of time on the field uh, to play, which, uh, you know, figure that out. But that's the way it goes. So we'll look forward to seeing how the Bears handle playing against the world champs on Friday night and uh, looking forward to watching that one uh, myself just out of morbid curiosity to see how we measure up against the champs uh, on Friday night. So we'll be back uh, next weekend, Saturday or Sunday, after the game uh, to review the game between the Bears and the Seahawks to see how it all went down for us. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.